0: You are listening to South by Southwest Sessions.
1: Wow. Hi everyone, how are y'all feeling? Y'all feeling good? I said, how are y'all feeling. Y'all yeah. yeah. good. 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 As they shared, I'm Brooklyn White, I'm Essence's Gen Z editor, and today I'm sitting with the beautiful Mrs. Shanti and Janice Taylor, the founder of EQ Exchange. How are you ladies doing? Good.
2: Good. It's so good to be here.
1: Awesome, awesome. So can you tell the crowd a little bit about how you all know each other?
2: Oh, do you want me to start or you want to start? You start. Okay. (laughs) Um, You know, it's been interesting in this industry, but getting connected to some fine folks, but Rob, who um, some of you may know, Rob Kenner, he's a New York Times bestseller, uh, wrote a great book on Nipsey Hussle, uh, and when we met, Nipsey Hustle, yes, he's speaking tomorrow morning. He said, "I have the perfect person for you to meet." And, I, and at first, I was like, "The perfect person I should meet." And I was like, "Well, I'm married, so it's not, it's, it's not that." And he said, "You need to meet Ashanti." And I think I, I fell over. I, I, I was oh like, God. "I'm like, you mean Ashanti, Ashanti?" And he goes, "Is there any other one?" I go, "No." And so through that conversation, we got connected. Awesome. I didn't even know that story. Yeah. He did. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm having a heart attack.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Ashanti, I know that you are re-recording and releasing your debut album, so can you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Um, I'm super excited. I can't believe it's been 20 years since <gasps> I released my first album, which is crazy. So. I just feel like as a businesswoman in this very male-dominated industry, it was really important to get my master's back. So what happens is after 20 years, I get the right to re-record my album and kind of put a little sauce on it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know, it's just a surreal time. You know, I'm just very, very excited. The music industry is changing as we all know it. And you know, I want to dip into the tech world with the cool people.
1: So <laughs> we're happy you did. Really. (laughs) And then Janice, can you tell us a little bit more about the importance of women, specifically black women and women of color, having ownership of their work? You know, for me, I'm not from the music industry.
2: So I've learned so much from Ashanti, and I have to say her mom. Where's Tina? She's here. Uh, Just getting educated about what has happened in the industry, I didn't know. Like, I wasn't from the industry. What I did want to do was make a tech company that was around financial inclusion and really solving the financial inequality and the creators really need to own the Web3 space. Um, they really should. Yeah. And, and when I looked at the creators, it's often women. And when I looked at another layer, I saw all the fact that there was women and people of color that drive culture. They drive much of what we see, hear, listen, love, wear.
0: Absolutely.
2: And, and then I found out that they weren't being paid equitably. And that's when I went, oh, well, we have a problem. And I really felt that Web3 could solve it. So not being from the industry was almost a benefit because I didn't have a bias. I didn't mm-hmm. know. That, like, I I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And But I do think it's a message that everyone needs to now know because there's, again, Ashanti, 20 years. <laughs> 20 years.
0: Craziness. I can't believe it.
2: Right? Yeah. Although you haven't aged. <laughs> well, like, thank you. <laughs> like, for the love of myriad justice. <laughs> <What? laughs> I am not eating the right food. That's <laughs> You what that are. are. You look I love beautiful. This.
1: It's the mom. It's the genes. I'm pretty sure. Definitely it's the right.
2: genes. It's
1: the genes. Speaking of mom, um, I know that your mother has a background in tech. So can you talk about the connection between where, you're, where you are now and the work that she was doing when you were younger?
0: Um for me, I would just see my mom wake up every day with her business suit on and her attache case going to work, and I had absolutely no idea what was happening. You know, I knew she knew how to fix everything when she got home, as far as computers are concerned and wiring and cables and writing programs and things of that nature. And um, I kind of had the cool mom, you know what I mean? Because she went to work and it was very business, and then she came home and it was jeans. You know, Mm -hmm. so my mom kind of has shown me um, from the beginning, it's kind of like the best of both worlds and to be able to dibble and dabble in both is very important, Mm. so.
1: So great. Yeah, and I know that you were introduced to computers and things of that nature really early, so do you feel like that helped get you to where you are now? Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) I think
0: just the way of the world, you know, and just how everything is progressing in technology is such a huge part of just surviving. You know, it's funny, I was talking to my dad the other day and he used to, didn't like how to like go to Google you know? <laughs> and then like he's forced to, now he's sending me links and you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, did you see that link I sent? You know, so the world is evolving. It feels like every few seconds, you know what I mean? So it is imperative to be cognizant and aware of technology and how it's again, how it's evolving and how it can change your life, you know, for the better
1: and other people sure. And then, Janice, I know that EQ Exchange is your third tech company, so Mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about your background in tech?
2: Yeah, this is my third, which I I sometimes do question the sanity around that (laughs) after doing this already twice. But the, the background, just like, again, Ashanti, I was raised with just my mom. And my mom was a powerful woman in her own right but worked three jobs. But I was very aware very early on that the financial system in the world wasn't built for her. And and we grew up a lot on the streets, and we were, you know, we didn't have any money. And I swore at that time that I would always sort of be in charge of my own destiny. And and through that, you know, my first startup was really looking at how children, and particularly children at risk, how they were going to be in technology. And I was concerned that the technology would get into the wrong hands, so I thought they needed, like, training wheels. Like, can we create technology with training wheels? We all had training wheels when we learned to ride a bike. And, and through that experience, going back to when I was a kid and then my education, was really focused, again, around how do we heal. And growing up, you know, around some trauma environments, I, I really wanted to understand the connection between our mental health and traumas and also our financial life and how the two are often connected. So my second startup was there. And so when the emergence of Web3, however we want to call it, started to happen, for me it feels like this culmination of really looking at women, and and particularly, again, women and women of color, and how the financial system hasn't been built for us. And it's been built with all of these barriers to entry. And so when I saw Web3, I thought, okay, these barriers are now down. Now's the time. And can I take this culmination of all of these years of being in the tech industry? For me, it's now 12. Um, And then saying, I needed to be here and then when i had the opportunity to be with ashanti and it was like well now i'm really not retired <laughs> now i'm really now i'm really doing this and I, we really could could do this together and i think that's the most important part is that ashanti is the first artist the first black female artist to be an owner in the tech company it wasn't like this is this isn't just like, oh, you know, like, oh, it's just lending the name. Like, this is true ownership because who better to know the creative economy and who better to know the music industry than Ashanti? And I felt that this was just perfect for that. But at the same time, it wasn't enough like, oh, just come and do the NFT. It was like, no, we're, we're owners. And so we are a fully female-led tech company, which is also unusual. so. Woo! Yeah, so that's that's sort of the journey. And, and now I'm really happy I'm not retired because that's a good thing.
1: And Janice, I know that you have your answer to the NFT. You've given it a new name, so can you explain a little bit more about it?
2: Yeah, so is everyone here familiar with the NFT and the technology and the word around that? I, I know it gets thrown out a lot, but so, you know, really, it's like a baseball trading card is if we think about it. It's but it used to be in the in the real and now they're in digital and we really feel that the name itself is almost getting a bad name. So we call our NFTs mags, which is the mutual exchange of gifts. Mm. And, and I know Ashanti will know how to speak about this because she has had a following of a fan base for 20 years. <laughs> so this is really even something that I think Ashanti can touch on as well is the, the notion around like, we have a mutual exchange of gifts um, as human beings. You know, We each have something to give mm-hmm. and it is this mutual exchange. And again, in the Web3 space, it can do that.
1: Yeah. And then Ashanti, how does it feel to be able to interact with your fans in this new way?
2: Um, it's amazing. As I
0: said, when you're able to touch other people without even really knowing them and help to change their lives and to evolve and to to, to make progress, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I'm a very humble person. You know, I'm on Instagram and I do my lives. I talk to the fans. You know, we do meet and greets and stuff like that. So this is another way to kind of just get another layer of one-on-one, you know, and them feeling special. You know I love your term, mutual gifts, you know, the mutual exchange. Um, So I think this opportunity, you know, to give the fans something that they've kind of given you for so long, you know what I mean? And to say thank you and to keep your fans along with you along the journey is is really a blessing, you know? And the fact that we're all doing it just as women and coming from a sincere place, you know, mm. and we're being safe. We have the ones that protect the planet, <laughs> yes. you know? So I think that's super important um, and to continue to spread the word about ownership, you know? So you never know who you may inspire. Someone's in college and they... You You know, maybe forced with a decision and it's like, should I go this way or should I try to do it myself and own it myself and take control of my destiny? So I'm hoping that this inspires women to kind of be on that path of just ownership, you know? Completely.
2: (laughs) I agree.
1: (laughs) I
0: second that.
1: And then, Janice, um, Ashanti kind of touched on the, the ecological soundness mm-hmm. behind what you all are doing. So can you expound on it a little bit?
2: Yeah. I think that's a really important important message and something that, again, I learned when now getting to know Ashanti is really near and dear to her heart is how do we protect the planet and what's sustainable and accessible. Those are really the two components of it. So in the Web3 world, we've you've probably heard this terminology, the blockchain. And if you have, great. And if you haven't, I'm sorry. Um, here it is. Here's a bit of a, an explanation for that. But But the blockchain is really what all of these ideas sit on, and and those can be really bad for the environment. And so when you hear the terminology decentralization, essentially it means that every single computer in that chain has to light up at the same time every single time you do a transaction. If you use Venmo, you know, when we think about Venmo and you send someone money, well, that's a, a transaction. Now imagine everybody in the world doing that simultaneously every single time, and All of the computers in that chain need to verify that transaction. That's why it's so horrible for the environment because you're turning those on and it's called mining and then we've heard this terminology gas fees. Mm -hmm. Those would be often with what we call the first and second generation of the blockchains which are blockchain and also bitcoin and then also ethereum. We've mindfully chosen something called cello. And and if you haven't heard about it, please check it out. Cello is the only net negative carbon chain that exists. So some can be net neutral, but it is the only net negative. And so it truthfully has gone through and thought about how do we offset what's happening in this technology and create something that's very mindful. So they have something coming called the Rainforest Token. They have a climate collective. And so 40% of that chain is actually reserved and it goes in it actually reforests the planet. The, the second part of it was it being really accessible. And you know, so they went into parts of Sub-Saharan Africa, they're mobile the mobile. So there was a lot of mindfulness that was going around for me when I was deciding to be in Web3. What am I gonna build the EQ on? That was my first question. We think when we build something, we, it goes to the cloud. Well, in Web3, it's gotta sit on a blockchain. And I wanted to support CELO. And so when Ashanti and I met and I found out that this was a passion for her, (laughs) which again, I think is so incredible um, how the world comes together, was important for us to build this on CELO.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. I love that y'all are doing your part to save and maintain the earth. And then you mentioned the creative economy earlier and Ashanti, I was wondering why is it so common for black women to be shut out? of the creative economy. Their contributions are, you know, taken, but they're not able to to benefit financially. Why is that?
0: Because we haven't had a chance to step in and change it. (laughs) You know, I (laughs) I think that is just so important um, to have situations like this and opportunities where we're able to explain what's going on. You know, some people may not know or may not be aware of the opportunities out there and how to justify, okay, if I'm making this, how come she's making this and how come he's making this? You know what I mean? So I think these things are very important to get the word out there. You know, me as an artist, I love to use my platform to try and, you know, give as much knowledge as possible. But I think this is a start. This is a start to change that,
1: you know? Yeah. There's a lot of he's making this much going on, I can tell you that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's so true. And Janice, can you talk a little bit more about the creative economy and what that means and what that means for Web3 in the future?
2: Yeah, I think there's this terminology in Web3 called creative ownership or creator ownership. You know, in the Web2 world, which is where we all live right now, we put creative in the world, but we don't really get paid for it right? So you can put something into the world, you use all this time and energy, you hope you get to a certain influencer status, and then you hope that someone pays you for it. That's kind of how this works. Um, And we, as the collectors of the world that couldn't sing their way out of a paper bag or do anything that was very creative, um, we get to enjoy it and we get to take that in. However, we pay someone else and those platforms make the money and and it doesn't go directly to the creator. In a Web3 world, if you are a collector, you come to the world with your time. Hopefully you have amazing taste, and we all love Ashanti, so (laughs) loving Ashanti. And you come there with your time and potentially some of your money. Well, now you pay the creator for that exchange, for the mutual exchange of that gift. And so creators and creator ownership is super important in Web3. And on top of that, it's important that those collectors that are here, that they understand that there's other ways for you to also generate wealth and to other other ways to generate money besides just buying the singular entity. So it's really the creators that will drive Web3, ultimately why are we all on the internet half the time anyway (laughs) we want to know what she's wearing we want to follow her music we want to listen to her advice her guidance we look up to creators we seek them for healing you know that that's such a big portion for me was knowing that creators really heal the world as much as they drive culture Mm -hmm. and yet they don't get paid for it and and then women certainly don't get paid for it and women of color and people of color, again, don't get paid equitably. Right. And that's a problem.
1: A big problem. Yeah, and it's equal payday, so this <laughs> conversation is very timely. Yes. Um, but but you, you touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to know more about the differences between Web 2 and Web 3.
2: Yeah, you know, I think, again, like for many people in the Web 2 side of the world, Web 2 is where we live now. So if we all look at our phones, and if you go into the App Store, and you would look at your app and you hit a button to do something. So for Ashanti, I follow her. My children showed me how, of course, and, <laughs> and I, I, I found my way and, and I was like, wow. And when I'm on there, I follow that and I look at When we do an exchange, there's like layers to the internet. So your phone that's owned by Apple um, or you know, Google or an Android, the stuff that sits on it are built by founders and all that data goes to the cloud. That's web two. And the cloud infrastructure, if you're thinking about the cloud, it's really owned by five companies in the world. And everything that we do in Interact goes to the cloud, and then they figure out what to sell to you, right? Oh, you really like Ashanti. You must like this type of music. You must like this. You'll go here, and every one of your things and interactions that you do go there. Now, on paper, that may not seem like a big deal unless you are someone who's starting a company and you want to put that on Apple and you wanna put it in the app store. Well, they take 30% of every transaction that goes through there. Then they take your data and then they sell it across to the different platforms that want your data. That whole infrastructure from the cloud to your phone is web two. In web three, the creators own the space, mm-hmm. period. You look as a collector and a creator, you own the space. You decide the space, you carve out your section of land, And you own that. And no one owns your data. And no one can have your data. And they can't monopolize your data. If you want to listen to a piece of music or follow someone, you will pay them directly for that exchange. Um, And there's some things in Web 2 that are okay but there's lots of things that really create what we would say barriers to entry in terms of any kind of financial inclusion. Because it's so predominantly owned by five major companies, there's literally peanuts left for everyone to try to create an industry out of. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it, like you said, it gets even more difficult um, the further down you get. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard for black women and women of color to be able to capitalize, again, on their own creative output. Mm -hmm. And so, Ashanti, with all that you know about the industry, what advice would you give to young people who are coming up now who are seeking to have ownership of their work?
0: Um, my advice would be definitely to pursue your ownership, find out as much knowledge as you possibly can about whatever it is. You know, if you want to get into the NFT space, if you're getting into music, if you want to be a painter, whatever it is, find out as much as you possibly can and figure out how you can own what you do and control your destiny. Mm. You know, it, it makes sense with everything that you just said, when you have a pie that's being split. And it's not, let's not even say split. It's like being hacked, you know what I mean, (laughs) by those companies. And then they leave you the peanuts when you're doing all the work. That's not fair. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's so important for us to find out as much knowledge as possible so that we can pursue our own and own what we do. So Mm -hmm. when you're passionate about something, when I'm writing a record, you know, and I go into the studio and I've gone through this experience and I go and I go into the vocal booth and, and I record to know that. The head of the label is getting most of that money. It's like, well, where were you when I was in the booth? You know? So, (laughs) you know, I just think that it's so important. Now we have an opportunity to make a difference Mm -hmm. and get the word out there and create this awareness that you can do it yourself own it, and then you have more passion, you know? And then people want to be a part of that, and they understand your passion, they understand your hard work that goes into it, and they want to support you. And there's the mutual exchange, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's really
1: important. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Christian. Thank you. So true. I know that's right. (laughs) She has her own label. She didn't mention that. She runs her own company. Mm -hmm. The music she makes is hers. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, no. Mominger,
0: Women Empowerment. Yes.
1: <laughs> Tell us about your label. How long have you had it?
0: Um, I started, my label was eight years ago. Oh my gosh. And it was so funny because I was put into a situation whether it was kind of like sink or swim. You know, I had always been signed to a major and it came to a point where the deal was up. And I went out and we took meetings and we got offers and I actually walked away from seven major label offers and it was the hardest thing I had ever done like I used to wake up with like anxiety in my stomach and nuts like oh my god what did I just do did I make a mistake maybe we should call them back you know what I mean and it was super super hard and stressful especially at that time in the music industry Um, but I said you know what this is an opportunity Mm to kind of just measure my strength and go within and be confident and get it done. You know, again, the motto of sink or swim, I'm not sinking, you know, so I was swimming, you know, I mean, I might've got hit a little bit, might've been a rock over here a little bit, but I kept swimming, you know, and I think that it's just so important to continue to drive that message. It may be hard, it may be scary, but you have to survive, you know, and So many people, I got so many calls after I did it, like, so how is it? How do you do it? I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to swim now, you know? So um, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm grateful. Um, There were a lot of very expensive lessons along the way, you know, because you do make mistakes. Um, But when you're passionate and you're confident and you manifest, it works out.
2: That was so brave. (laughs) Thank you. That's so brave. (laughs) Man, that must have been scary. Very scary. And that's funny (laughs) that you say brave because
0: my first album on my own record label was called Braveheart. So, (laughs) yeah, it all ties in. Do you regret it at all? Like, are you happy you chose this path? I'm so happy. Again, like you said, it's so scary. You know, you wake up and, you know, you see your peers with majors, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're shooting the videos that are... 250000 and you know your budget is not that. You know what I mean? So, you know, you have to consciously make these decisions. So when I'm going into the studio, I would love to be there all week, but I also know okay, this is what's in the budget, so mm-hmm. we have to get it done in these two days. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So um, I don't regret it. Um, I think it made me stronger. It mm-hmm. made me way more knowledgeable because sometimes when you don't know what's going on, you just go with the flow. Right. You know what I mean? So you'll be in the studio and you'll be running up this invoice and your car services and you know whatever else is happening. Meanwhile, they're deducting that money from you and you don't even know. So when it's your own, you have to know what's going on. So it's like, uh, I'm not spending 30 grand on that. You know what I mean? I'm gonna allocate that somewhere else, you know? So it's really important, um, again, just to be aware of everything. And when you get forced into that situation, that's what happens. You become Mm -hmm. really smart. You start to research because you own it. You're responsible. Mm -hmm. And you know that it affects you and your output, so.
2: You know, I bet people don't know that—that that it all gets deducted from them when they go into the music industry. They're just thinking, "Oh my oh, goodness, this is so great!" And then
0: they look at the bill. Listen, it's down to the plastic. Okay, we don't do CDs anymore. But remember when, okay, when you went to buy a CD and it was wrapped in the plastic, and yeah. you know, you open the little cartridge, you're paying for that. So figure, let's say um, a CD is selling for fifteen dollars. On an average your average artist would make maybe 38 cents out of that $15. And out of that 38 cents, you would have to pay for that plastic that wraps the CD. You'd have to pay for the the machine to press up the CD. You'd have to pay for your booklet and your photo shoot. Meanwhile, the record label is getting that $14 and whatever cents. And you have to pay for your studio time, your car service, your hair and makeup, your video. So if you think about it, you better own. (laughs) (gasps) That's robbery. It is. It really is. And it's crazy because it exists everywhere. Just like you were saying, like, how do we not get paid? How do the black women not get paid? Why are we getting cut out? You know, so... I think, again, things like this, they're very important Mm -hmm. so that we can understand what's going on behind the scenes. And unfortunately, some of us have to get taken advantage of to know what happens Mm -hmm. so that we can teach other people and, you know, spread the knowledge so we can stop that from happening.
2: That is crazy. Do you think, sorry, you go ahead and ask questions. (laughs) I'll just keep asking a
1: million, I find it so fascinating. No, I mean, and even, you know, you were a solo act. So think about a a group Mm of three or four young women. Absolutely. And that was was common and it was very unfair and it's still happening. But my next question, and it's it's for both of you and Janice, you can answer first, is how has social media kind of changed this narrative? Well, you know, it's like, I always say social media is like
2: this double-edged sword. Like, on the one side, maybe we wouldn't have known half of the things that we now know. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, it's given voice to those that needed voice. On the second side of the coin, though, the double-edged part of it, social media is controlled by white men. Um, they own the companies, they own the platforms, they own the phone, they, you know, so, so there is still some of that manipulation that still happens, right? So people pour their creative soul, they po- they get all ready for those videos. I have kids who live on TikTok and so I've been watching some of those videos. Those are next level creative, like it's really wild. At the same time, we spend all that time, but then if you kind of now equate that time that you're spending there with what you're putting into social media to a CD, and then ask yourself, after the time, and after someone's used that data and that information, how much money did you actually make out of it? Because now, you know, when the old days it was in real life. Like for me, was buying cassette tapes. I'm really going to date myself, but I was so excited to get one. You know, it was a very coveted thing. Then we went to CDs, and then music went into digital. So now we don't see it, and so since we don't see it, we don't we think that those expenses maybe are gone. And now a lot of our creative content is digital, art is digital, so much is digital. So we lose sight of the fact that it still costs money. Mm And so social media for me was like so beautiful and that I learned so much that I'm Canadian. So there was so many things I wouldn't have known about even in the United States, the environment here without some of that. I didn't know about the financial structure in the United States until I decided to put a company here. And then I learned about all the barriers to entry that way. But you know, it, it, I think it's really fascinating what Web3 can do now with your creative because you should be paid directly. Mm-hmm. And like the fact like with Ashanti owning her master, she can be paid directly now. Like this is so monumental that I think it should open up a whole like can of worms of like people <laughs> following you and, and you being first, which I love when Tina and I were chatting about that too, about you being first. I think it's so great. It's you're amazing. first. Yay! Yay. And you're leading so these women. Can you imagine how many women in the industry are gonna follow you now? I love it. I love it. I love to be able to have the
0: opportunity again that mutual exchange. I, know, right? I love it.
2: That's my can favorite. I
1: just ask
2: one quick thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I just please hear the announcement one more time of why we are here? Ashanti. Ashanti? Janice. No, you. <laughs> you. Really, it's like Ashanti is the first first first, 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 female, black female artists to be an owner, equity owner, shareholder in the tech company, she's going to make decisions. And so like she is making decisions. So if you are an artist in the world that is thinking about putting your creative over here, you should probably come here because not just because it's our, it's our company, but because Ashanti has led the way for so many of us. If you're a woman in person of color, you've got to read the fine print, even in digital of where this is living. At, at EQ, we have been so mindful, you will always retain your ownership. You, will, you can leave when you wanna leave. There is no exclusivity. There is none of that. And she is the first black woman, female artist in the world to be in charge here and and this is so important it's so monumental um one statistic is right now in silicon valley and in the world um 1.1 percent of all the venture capital money all of the tech companies that you we all live and work with only 1.1 percent goes to women and even less than that goes to women and people of color 1.1 percent this is a 2021 statistic so women do not get funded, people of color do not get funded, and if you don't get funded within the tech industry, it's really difficult to make a go of it when they're giving millions and millions of dollars to the traditional prototypical, what they would call founder. So the fact that Ashanti is the first and that she's doing this and bravely doing this <laughs> with with the crazy Canadian is <laughs> just really, you know, fun. <laughs> and I am the first. We are doing this together. I'm just so
0: so humbled and I'm so grateful that you extended. You see how this works though, from woman to woman. It's a mutual exchange. Actually exactly. It's that mutual exchange. And it this wasn't offered from a man. It was offered from a woman, you know? So that says something right there. So I just want to say thank you so, so much for this opportunity. This is amazing. And when we first started to talk, like there were so many companies that kind of came after us and, you know, spoke about situations and working together. But when we spoke, it was just something that was sincere, Mm -hmm. you know, and I felt like, hmm, this is a little different, you Mm -hmm. know, and the fact that you allow the artist to own their IP, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that, raised the flag for me like hmm that's different mhm
2: mm-hmm.
0: the other ones weren't talking about that you yeah. know so i just want to say thank you so so much of course. you know just for believing in me believing in this whole movement you know you being one of the only females doing mm-hmm. this as big as you are. She's a boss. Don't get it twisted, everyone. <laughs> you know, so I'm just so happy. I'm so humbled, and thank you. Oh. And Let's do this journey together. We're going to make history
2: here. We really are. We really are. <laughs> and you know what's so cool, too, with the Shanti and I, is the fact that, you know, even though some of the companies look like Web3 or you can buy NFTs, they're doing the same tricks. That's why I said that everyone needs to read the fine print, mm-hmm. because we believe in transparency. We believe in it being an open space but more importantly we want the space where artists can be creative Mm -hmm. and to have the time to be creative to develop the art and when I started to get educated about the United States specifically because I'm not from here and in between my second and this startup I was working with a company called Black Tag and they were two black men running this company and it was a black streaming platform for only black creatives and they couldn't get funded and I couldn't believe they couldn't get funded. And so they had educated me specifically which I didn't know because I was just not it was not part of something I would know was how much black creatives drive culture mm-hmm. and when he educated me about the statistics, I never heard of black Twitter, for example. I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know. And and then I learned about Clubhouse. And then I was like, oh my God, there's this thing called Clubhouse. And I, I did not know any of these things. And he was like, did you know this? And then they went back, like, they're like, well, you know where Elvis got his moves? And then I was like, what? So I got a whole, like, musical creative education that it all origi- originated in black culture. Mm-hmm. But yet, when I was looking at where you were driving the numbers, and I was looking at the user population, and the demographics, and I was looking at the amount of music that is made, then I was looking at hip-hop culture. I dove in not knowing any of this. And then I looked at the money. Mm. Mm. And then I looked at, well, who owns the companies that are asking people to come with their creative culture, with their creative identity, with their gifts, with Ashanti's gifts, and I'm like, well, do you own the soil? In, in the tech industry, I'm from Saskatchewan in Canada, and my grandfather was a farmer. He's like, you got to own the soil. And the soil for us is digital, but you have to own what's underneath. Yeah. And when I saw that they weren't owners, they weren't equity holders, they weren't, you know, they're spending all this time on Clubhouse, but they couldn't be investors. They couldn't have shareholders, but they're like, oh, come put all your wonderful talents here, but you're not going to own the soil. Right. I swore to Jesus, I was like, I am not going to do that <laughs> and be one of those people. <laughs> and so when I met with Ashanti, of course I said, well, I'd love your NFT, I'd love you to do that, but, but you have to be an owner. There's no other way I can do this. And so we can sit up here. She is an owner. She is next to me, the biggest shareholder in this company. This is not token. Ooh. This is not token. She will have a tech t- She will have just as much, and she will be hopefully in my ear teaching me about music because <laughs> my ta- my taste is questionable. So, so it's, it's it's very questionable. I am I'm going to see her perform tonight, and so you will see my very bad dancing. My very bad sense. dancing on the side. <laughs> very bad dancing. Give me a couple cocktails. It'll get. It gets worse. <laughs> it gets, they get it, it got may you get covered. But but we really want people to know that this is not a token relationship of this. This is where we want young artists to come and and to put their creative here, and for Shanti to be able to helpfully mold and show and and we have to say again, like everyone should have a mom like Tina.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: right absolutely everyone loves my mom though it's so
2: crazy it's like i love your mom <laughs> like you're really great yeah. i get that all the time they're like hi Ashanti, where's your mom <laughs> i know i was like you're amazing and then i was like can i learn from tina <laughs> true story true story
1: Absolutely.
2: Jennifer. sorry we took over with that I one know, right? <laughs> no, please,
1: please do you mentioned fine print earlier Do you feel like sometimes larger entities are banking on people not reading the fine print? Oh, I I know it. I,
2: I know that it's an actual 150 million percent fact. Yeah. Um and so it, it's written it's written there but they're hoping you don't because this is the one thing I will say is the connection between where we all come from as women and I want to say also women of color when you're coming from roots where you're trying so hard culture's not built for you in often cases you're coming from a society that's systemically racist I'm coming from a society that's systemically misogynist so you then have the double whammy misogynist mm-hmm. and racist. Mm-hmm. And then you have those layers, and they're saying, come here, and you can make your dreams come true. It's the lowest common denominator of control. Mm-hmm. And social media platforms do it. Tech platform is banking on it, mm-hmm. that you're going to come because, oh, you get a platform. You're going to get followers. You're going to get all these people. And because you're coming from that burning desire of knowing that you have this gift and you want to bring it into the world, yet you, they throw you a carrot or what looks like a carrot. Here's a contract in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Let's sign you up to a label. You're going to be a Shanti one day. Right. Yeah. Oh, you're going to do this one day. And the tech company does the same. Tech companies today do the same thing. They betray the very roots of what technology was supposed to be, which was free and open. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they, they're predators on that burning desire of you wanting to be something more than what you are today. Mm-hmm. And so then they pervade on that. And then it's written in black and white. Basically, you can never leave. I did my divorce agreement on the day I got married because I figured I needed an exit strategy. <laughs> you know, like, let's have an exit strategy. Let's, let's do this now while we're in love. This divorce, and I'm divorced. And he's a gentleman. He's a wonderful man because we did it at the same time. So the, the thing about it is you want to make sure that you can leave. If you can't leave, if you can't take all that creative power with you, which also includes your audience, mm-hmm. your people that want to hear from you, they don't want to hear from Mark Zuckerberg. Right. They want to hear from you. So if you can't take that with you, ah, are you a renter?
0: Right. Yeah. And then even when you log into a lot of these apps... No one wants to read 37 pages of what you agreed right? to. You know what I mean? Right? Like, who's gonna sit there? And they know that. They yeah. bank on that, you know, and they're putting crazy things in there, and everyone, ah, oh, just hit accept. You know what I mean? And it's sad but everyone does it, you know? So, reading the fine print is very, very important.
2: Yeah, for sure. You're right, because it is 37 pages, that's on purpose. (laughs) Exactly, and it's this small, like you can't even read it. Yeah, you're like (laughs) (laughs) It's true, you're getting on a magnifying glass, right?
1: Yeah. So, what work can we do to make sure that young creators, and just creators, period, know that social capital is not enough? It's not enough to have 100,000 followers, like, you have to have ownership because one thing that I think some creators struggle with is, you know, they have a huge following, but then if their account gets suspended, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere for them to go. So how do we continue to stress the importance of having some sort of ownership beyond the platforms that we're using every day?
2: want me to answer
1: that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like,
2: it's like you come to answer. Web 3. Come to Web. Th- yes. That's the answer. Th- there's our 37-page w- terms and conditions. Just <laughs> <laughs> come, come to Web 3. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's how it will happen. But, you know, I think that that's what Web 3 really is. And, and this is something, again, that Ashanti and I've talked about a lot, is the mission of making sure that the collectors, are educated about this space. And so making sure that even when you're coming here to really engage with your favorite creators and your artists is that you also know the other ways that it can benefit you. So whether you're a creator or a collector, there's lots of different ways that it can benefit you. But you kind of got to get through the pain point of learning it. So there's like a certain pain point of like diving in but and learning it, which I just, we feel very passionate about everybody really knowing because there is an opportunity for you to really change your life here. And if you are a creator or you are a collector, it's kind of the wide, wide open, you know, wild, wild west in some ways right now, but it's not gonna stay that way for long. And the same dudes, sorry if there's dudes here (laughs) that bought up web two are buying up web three. And if you think about it from a land perspective of Web 3 being this land, people are just grabbing up space, then you're going to go there with your creative, but it's going to be the same scenario of here at Web 2. So it's really important that you learn about the space, take the time. It is painful. Um, But I'd also say that that's also by design that we talked about. Because, again, if, it, if it's hard or confusing, and the more hard and confusing and the more barriers to entry, the more the systemic racism and the systemic misogyny can take foot. Because if it's uncomfortable and they're like, oh, look over here, look over here, look over here, let's create all these barriers to entry, the same system can take root.
1: Yeah, that's very true. I, In my experience, I've seen so many people like, what are NFTs? I don't understand. And because you can't grasp it immediately or there's no quick how-to guide, people are turned off by that. And they turn away. And that creates space, like you said, for the same people who ran Web 2 to come in and run Web 3. So I think it's really imperative that people take the time to learn it and understand that you, you do have the tools. You know, you do have what it takes to understand. Mm-hmm. And you can own your output. And it's it's pivotal that people don't feel like they they can't get it or it's not for them because that for exclusionary sure. mindset will just mm-hmm. do the same work that's already. You have done. to have
2: courage like Ashanti did.
1: Yeah, for a part. It was
0: listen. It was scary for me too. You know, mm-hmm. I was hitting Janice like, okay, explain blockchain one more time. <laughs> you know, so but it's important to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. You know, and even it goes back to me deciding to create my own record label, walking away from those safe spaces that were robbing me was scary. And it's like, even though I knew, you know, this is not really the right thing to do, it was still scary to do something else, Mm -hmm. you know, but you have to dive in. If you don't dive in, you will not evolve,
2: you know? So true. Mm -hmm. It's very much the same, Mm -hmm. really, like how you left that side of your world to do this new world Mm -hmm. of independence. This is kind of the same leap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing.
1: And have you, Found any similarities from your time in the music industry to your time in tech? Have you found any overlap?
2: Well, they're all run by white men. That's probably, (laughs) first probably one of the common commonalities, right? If you you look at, I don't know all all of the music industry because I'm not from there, but I would say the same type of predatory um, examples happen in the tech that we use. So I think it's like how the tech is created to control in many cases and then who owns it. Um, And you think you own it and you're making all this creative Mm -hmm. and you're on all these social media platforms and you're doing all this creative, but if it shuts down, like you were saying, even you don't have access to your customers and you can't speak to them anymore and you can't take them with you, that exit strategy. Mm -hmm. Can you take them with you is like still vital, right? And I think it's the same thing that I learned about the music, right? Can you take your masters with you?
0: The thing is, when you sign, and you now these are 237, maybe more than that. We're talking about 37 pages on Instagram. But with these record label contracts, the literature is just like mm-hmm. such a turnoff. You know what I mean? So if you don't have the attorneys and a team of people to help guide you and navigate you through that, you're going to be sucked in for like life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the exit strategy for me was, OK, it's 20 years now. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. And what I'm hearing now is that because artists like myself are going after and understanding that I can re-record my masters and own, they're making it harder now and putting things in the contract to block that, which is crazy because you would think after so many years and selling so many records, you guys are making so much money. Give it back to the artists. You know what I mean? It's just Common sense. You know, they don't they don't know about the mutual exchange. Yes, The mutual exchange. I'm telling you, yes, you know what every I mean? Time. We have nice. to make
2: t-shirts that say mutual exchange. We do. <gasps> we do. Yeah. Because Y'all hear you heard had, it here first. If they had <laughs> operated that way, then you then even just to be fair. How could you imagine how much more you would get
0: and give if you had the freedom? Mm-hmm. If they even gave us from the 15, you know what I mean? With that creativity and you can go and be free and, you know, do this for this person and create this and all of that energy would be so much more applied when you Mm -hmm. have your own to go and and the freedom to do what you want to do with it. But the fact that they give you like 38 cents out of that $15, (sighs) it's crazy. You know, so had we, yeah, it's crazy. So had we started like this kind of thinking a long Mm -hmm. time ago, things probably would be better. Mm -hmm. There probably would be way, we'd probably be way more advanced because of just having that freedom, that creative freedom to do what we want to do. But when you're limited to this, It's like, okay, I have to think about so many other things. I can't even concentrate on being creative because I'm getting robbed and i got to pay bills, so how can I be creative, you
2: know? Do you think that more artists are going to go this way now, more independent? Do you think it's changing? Sorry, I'm asking. I hope so. I I could work at Essence.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope so, and I think so. I think a lot of people, it's funny. um, Two of my peers called me when the announcement came out. 8 years ago when I said I was creating my own. Yes, when I when I created my own. <laughs> 2013, when I created my record label and they were like, "So how did you do it? And are you scared? And is it working?" And mm-hmm. I'm thinking about going this cuz I'm not going to lie, a lot of people were nervous. Some people laughed. They're like, "Oh, that's never going. Oh, that's finished. That's never going to work. She's never going <gasps> to do." Yeah. Uh, A lot of backlash comes with it, you know what I mean? So it's scary, you know, when you have people doubting you and you have people like, oh, that's career suicide, you know what I mean? You have to stick with the labels. Now is totally different. You know, now it's more of a, wow, I respect that. I respect mm-hmm. that move, you know, so it's scary. And you're going to deal with things that are uncomfortable and you're going to have obstacles, but you have to evolve. And that's why I'm sitting on this stage. <gasps>
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, and now you get to fully use web three to its fullest, which yes. is also really rare. Absolutely, it's because amazing. I'm sure the labels are trying to figure out in that whole system how Web three is going to impact those artists now. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so wild. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. That's Thank so you. Good. you. You too. Did this, like, <laughs> 20, 20 years. No one should have to wait twenty years, right? That's insane. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Most marriages end after seven. (laughs) There's there's like a high court. Can they not do something in the, you know, something different anyway?
1: Janice, what is the most important lesson you've learned as a woman in the tech industry? Like, oh I, my I have God, besides
2: not taking no for an answer. Um, you know, the most important lesson, you know, I've been in this industry for 12 years and my feelings used to get hurt a lot because I'd be like, well, what do you mean you're not going to fund me? What do you mean I should go find a male, white male co founder, which I got just last week? Um, <laughs> true, true story. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of the obstacles that are there as a female led company. I think because I'm so passionate about women and I'm so passionate about solving financial inclusion, like when I learned, just took the time to learn about the barriers to entry and the systemic misogyny and racism built into the financial system from day one made me so outraged in some ways that I was, it's what drives me and I I always say to other founders if they're thinking about being a founder I'm always like solve a problem of your heart not of your head because if you solve a problem of your heart that's born to you that you've experienced that you know you can take all those no's and you can take all the garbage that comes at you on the beautiful side of this industry there's amazing humans that truly believe in innovation and that's why I love Web3 because it's possible right now. And I just caveat with right now. And so we need we need women to know about this space. We need people of color to know about this space. We need any marginalized community to know about Web3 because it's actually where you can benefit right now. And in the emerging side of the world, um, or worldwide, that's why I love Celo so much, was because I truly believe that food insecurity is an issue in the world and the climate is an issue in the world. So the fact that we get to use a chain that cares about that, care about creators, we get a double whammy kind of everywhere. Absolutely. We get to empower people to own their own their own value and their own worth and to drive true wealth generation in their life. And again, we've talked about that as well as a true part of it, but you know, being a female-led team. It's very unusual. Um, we are the only platform in the world um, that is specifically in the music industry in the NFT space in Web3 um, that's fully female-led. So we're very excited about that. Yes.
1: You could, you could work at Essence. You're, you're coming.
2: <laughs> I could come right,
1: right if this doesn't
2: work out this gig this this you third one I'll, I'll come I, I could use number? another job right <laughs> I think I'll just maybe work with the Shanti's team because I do have to say since meeting a Shanti's team the first team I've ever made met with like uh, someone that's running and working with this beautiful woman they're so amazing they've just taken me in like family
0: hi everyone Aww. hey team okay.
2: oh my gosh what happens next well, what happens next tonight,
1: <laughs>
2: I'm going to be bad dancing to Shanti on the side of the. <laughs> <laughs> but Ashanti as is performing tonight. That is what is really happening in the immediate future. Hey. Um, you guys have seen that there is a QR codes that have been up there. You can sign up for EQ right now. This is just our beta launch. But in a few short weeks, um, there will be some exclusive opportunities. Uh, with Ashanti. So make sure that you have signed up there and, and all of the other curated artists that Ashanti will know about and will be passing through. So there's lots of great stuff there. So make sure you're on the QR code. But tonight, this is immediate. You're gonna perform. I'm gonna perform. I'm so excited. Yay, yay, yay! <laughs> and is it at nine o'clock at Empire Garage? I think it is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, me. Yes. That is that where we're headed? Yes. We are <laughs> headed there.
1: And then Ashanti, I know we're coming to a close, but I know you have a special announcement about the re-release of your debut album that you want to share today.
0: Um, I will say that there's something very special happening and get those QR codes ready and scan them and be a part of this world because there is gonna be a lot of exclusive special mutual exchange <laughs> happening very, very soon. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's so I'm so excited me I'm so happy you're here like and you're doing this and like your bravery I'm very, very
0: excited. I'm (laughs) grateful. Thank you so much Mm -hmm. again for just extending your warm heart and your knowledge and your courage and just, you know, continuing the narrative of women empowerment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so, so important, especially nowadays with everything going on around the world, which is super crazy. I'm just happy to be here. And, you know, I think we're making a difference, you
2: know, and that's important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we're coming to a close. So do either one of you have any closing remarks?
2: Well, okay. well, first of all, I have to say something, of course, (laughs) because Shanti's chosen a chatty Kathy as a partner. Um, One thing I do want everyone to sort of take some time to learn about the Web3 space, Um, it's really important. I know that it can be painful for those that aren't new to the crypto, blockchain, NFTs, what are they, what's a wallet? You know, we're here at EQ to really be that light. So come to our website, hit us up, sign up, Uh, We have an amazing team. We do have some wonderful engineers that are currently in the Ukraine that worked the last four days, day and night, even with a war coming down on them to get this app into the world and so that we could go live today uh, because they care about what we're doing. It's just so important, again, for for women, people of color, they need to be in this space tenfold. Um, And we need to own this space. And if you are a creator in the world, Uh, Please come to EQ as well. I can promise you only one thing is that you will be treated fairly and equitably and you will have a good exit strategy, (laughs) which means you get to own everything and take it all with you. So hopefully we we will service you that way.
1: Yeah, that exit strategy is key. Exit strategy.
2: Everyone's going to be like, what's your exit strategy? You guys are going to be on Tinder saying, what's this (laughs) exit? Let's get the exit strategy of this relationship down right now.
1: (laughs) And and then, Ashanti, is there anything that you would like to add?
0: Um, Again, I'm just so happy and so excited. And this opportunity is like one in a million. You know, I was so, like, scared. Because, like I said, so many different companies were approaching us. And... um, I'm glad that I waited, you know, because there were people that were throwing big numbers and that fine print, you know, and things like that. And it just didn't like sit well with me. Mm -hmm. So I'm, again, I'm just so humbled and I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to be able to pioneer something and be the first, you know, and and make a difference. And um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone, you know, Mm -hmm. with EQ.
2: EQ. (laughs) <laughs> yes, E.Q. It's called The Great Equalizer. It is about equality and yes, equity. and equity. Um, and equilibrium. And, and it's how we can get that balance in our mutual exchange of gifts. Absolutely. So we are, we are here to lead that way. I'm so happy you Me joined too. us. And the team. The
0: team. Yes. And we will be doing some special things musically. hmm <sighs> I know we touched on it, but, you know, Just we have to bit. keep them coming. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Keep that We're doing some, exchange.
0: yeah. That mutual exchange is coming musically.
2: Mm-hmm. We're very excited about that. <gasps> I can't. <wait. laughs> I can't wait. That's going to be so fun. It's going to be amazing. That's what's so cool about the technology. You really get to do so many different things.
1: hmm hmm mm-hmm. Well, amazing. that is the end of our talk. Thank you all so much for joining us today. I really Thank,
2: you, Thank you, Brooklyn. Thank you. Thank you. you.
1: Janice, you are beyond brilliant. It has been such a a joy and an honor to listen to all of your wisdom today. You have a wealth of knowledge about the world of tech, and I know that you're making it a better space for women and people of color, and I thank you
2: of course well it wouldn't happen we wouldn't be here without ashanti of of course yeah thank you guys (laughs) so so much i wouldn't be here without
1: you guys thank Thank you you so much
2: we we, would definitely you would not be knowing about eq you'd be knowing about what is that and then and then lovely ashanti she's changed all of this for us you really have (laughs) thank you so much so amazing
1: yeah ashanti you've broken barriers you you've done it all and now it is it's your season and we're so I'm very grateful. Thank you
0: so much. You thank you.
1: I appreciate yeah, thank you. Thank you for coming, everybody. Thank you.